Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are live. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, NBA Finals, our Warriors Weekly Podcast, and it's the preview edition for the Dubs and the Celtics with Boston finishing off Miami in seven, hanging on for that win. The Warriors have known for a few days now that they are back in the finals for the sixth time in eight years. Uh, this is the preview, Matt. So I guess, you know, where do you want to start? I got about 20 things, uh, different directions listed. We could go. I think maybe we start with Boston and not Miami. I think much more formidable opponent and, and problematic opponent for the Warriors, in my opinion, the Celtics are when in, you know, compared to the, what the heat would have been. Well, the one thing I was thinking about the playoffs in this day and age is it feels like in recent years, you can play that injury game more and more and more. This team had this lost this guy, that guy, this team was playing without him, but I'm starting to look at injuries as just part of the attrition that you need to overcome to win it all. And so I'm looking at these teams and I'm thinking, well, if, if Milwaukee, is healthy. I still think they were the best team in the Eastern Conference. But without Middleton, uh, you know, obviously they got beat. And I think all, all, you know, all things considered, this Boston team is probably the best matchup against the Warriors, to my way of thinking, outside a healthy Milwaukee team. So from that standpoint, uh, you know, I think we're pretty fortunate that right now, at least, both teams look to be going into this, this finals relatively healthy and I know the Warriors uh, have some doubt about Iguodala and Peyton and Porter but um, you know like you you said last week their top six is intact and uh, Boston's pretty healthy too in terms of their top five or six so you know I, I I'm hoping it's going to be a good series yeah I think it has the potential to be a great series and and part of that is the fact that the Celtics have been as good as any team during the Warriors' run of dominance. And look, there's a lot of different iterations of the Celtics, and, and certainly this is a different version of the Warriors than than years ago. But for whatever reason, the Celtics have had some success defending the Warriors to a greater extent than, than other teams have. And I think maybe a good starting point to dive into the matchup is the Celtics can put Marcus Smart on Steph Curry, and they still have Jalen Brown, and they still have Jason Tatum, and they still have Derek White, 
and and others like they have the ability to defend not only Steph but put a pretty good defender on Clay Thompson and put another pretty good defender on Jordan Poole even they've gotten into the the habit of switching everything we've seen how successful the Warriors have have been at, at doing that in years past but yeah the Warriors offense I think essentially versus the Celtics defense is probably probably a good place to start in this thing yeah, and I, and I wonder, <clears throat> you know, how much you can take out of the regular season game, particularly the last one where the Celtics pretty much handled the Warriors, uh, because you know the Warriors they didn't have great regular seasons against uh, Denver, they didn't have a great regular season against Memphis, uh, even Dallas, but they handled those teams in the playoffs. So now I'm a little bit skeptical of looking at a game or two in the regular season and 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 thinking it may carry over. Um, Though the last time these two teams played, I really do think uh, Boston gave the Warriors something to think about just because especially in the first half, they just really kind of shut down the Warriors. And, you know, Steph Curry got hurt, I think, late in the second quarter in that game or midway through the second quarter. Uh, I know Jordan Poole had some big numbers, but most of those came after halftime. So I'm just trying to gauge whether the Boston Celtics can do that to the Warriors in the postseason. And obviously, um, you know, I'm looking at that box score now, and actually everybody played for the Warriors. Now, Draymond came off the bench, which is unusual, but the Warriors had Poole, Thompson, and Curry, at least at the start of that game. So, you know, I I could see if and, you know, I could see that Boston's probably got as much confidence against the Warriors as any team, really. Yeah, and that was Draymond Green, I think, his second game back. Uh, if you remember, I think the Warriors played Washington on that on that Monday or two days before the Celtics game, and that was the, the first game where everybody was back, and they played just a handful of minutes together in that game, and then Curry goes down in the Boston game and winds up not playing again in, until game one of, of the playoffs. And, and yeah, you mentioned the Celtics, though, had the Warriors stymied in the first half, and they had Jordan Poole stymied in, in the first half as well. He did put up some numbers going into Curry's slot uh, in, in the second half of that game. Robert Williams III was, was huge in that game. I know Anthony Slater, the athletic, dug up a couple of clips of him really coming over and, and helping on drives and, and blocking a, a couple of drives, and I think – you know, his mobility and and where he's at physically, this was before he had the, the meniscus injury, which he's come back from, and he's kind of varying degrees of success for him. I think he's a big X factor because he does have the ability to come out and switch, but also really find his way toward a lot of shots in the paint. And I think the one thing we've found where the Warriors have had success in the playoffs, Steiny, has been where teams have have tried to get them off the three-point line. The Warriors have really made teams pay in the paint, you know, get into the basket, even get into the free throw line. And if Robert Williams is unable to patrol the paint, I think it becomes a similar task for the Warriors against the Celtics team and maybe a little bit of an easier task to get to the basket against the Celtics team. Well, I feel like the guy who's, who's key is, is Looney and uh, whether we're talking about offense or defense, I felt like Looney against Memphis uh, wasn't as successful, at least scoring, because they are very athletic. Then I thought against Dallas, Looney was just, 
he just knew that he could he could get shots over guys and by guys and through guys. And so I, I got to see how that plays out. That can, you know, Looney during the regular season, there's a lot of times where he just doesn't look great finishing around the basket. Um, he either doesn't finish or he'll miss and he'll, he'll, he'll tap the one and he'll get it back. But for the most part, he's not a great finisher against length. So that's the one thing I got to see against Boston is whether or not Looney can provide, you know, a little bit of an outlier of, of offense. And then of course, if the Warriors continue to win these rebounding battles, they're, they're really hard to beat. And, you know, we, I remember talking about this four or five years ago, but it happened multiple times in multiple games against Dallas where you get an offensive rebound off a of three and it basically is the best offense you can run if you're the Warriors because they, it, if you defend, even if you don't defend the Warriors great, their shot, the three-point shot that they're going to get off an offensive rebound is always better than the three-point shot they get off their offense against a half-court defense that's set. It, it never fails. And it the reason it never fails is because they'll always have an advantage and the players, their their players will always be out of position and the Warriors always find that open three-point shooter. And boy, do those just demoralize you. Yeah, you just there's just no way to defend it. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, the Warriors have it, you can't defend it. You're just not ready for it, and no. just that one that one misstep or that one split second uh, of timing makes all the difference in the, in the world in the Warriors' favor. Our Warriors Weekly Podcast NBA Finals Preview Edition. We are live on the 95.7 The Game Twitter account. Uh, also recording this for later. We'll get it posted uh, right around noon. Estaniel. Hook up with Guru, and their show will begin here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, one area where the Warriors do have an advantage, at least going in, there's there's two big ones that, that stand out. The rest advantage for the Warriors, and I guess my question for you would be, how long do the Warriors have the rest advantage? Is it just for the first couple games of the series because they're the older team? Is it throughout the entirety of the series because the Celtics are coming off of a pair of, of Game 7 wins and, and really just two two grinder series against not only Miami but but Milwaukee before that and then the experience advantage which isn't nothing this Celtics team has got a lot of playoff experience uh, and and they've taken some tough losses over the years but no NBA finals experience I mean the Warriors just exponentially with their big three and Iguodala who may not be playing a lot and, and Kevon Looney compared to the Celtics team that that literally has none. Right. None. Um, I'm not sure how to look at that, to tell you the truth, because let's face it, the Warriors are going to have a, a, a experience advantage over everybody they play at this point. No, Every team. That's what happens when you go to the final six times. By the same token, I do give the Celtics uh, something for – you know, knocking on the door year after year, quite frankly, and winning a couple series, um, you know, one year and one another. And, you know, they, they've been in the mix. Um, but this is exactly the way I kind of felt about uh, Dallas. But I think Boston is more athletic. The, the rest, believe it or not, I don't think the rest is going to be the big deal in this series because I even think three games for Boston might be plenty since – 
you know, coming off of game seven, the experience you gotta, I, to me, you gotta let that play out a little bit. Um, but yes, the Warriors, the, one of the things that I think I give the Warriors a little edge in is, is the fact that they, you know, they've played these games before so, so many of them. And all it takes is one game and the series, I don't want to say is over, but the series, all of us, you know, if, if, if the Boston Celtics blow a lead yeah. in any game in this series night, and, night. The, and the Warriors win it to me, then it becomes too hard to beat the Warriors. Cause I look at it as well. Now you got to beat them five times. And I don't think you can do that with a team that good. All right. Well, I'm going to move right. I'm going to move to a different part of my list because mm-hmm. you touched on something that, that had been jotted down. And, and that is the Celtics propensity to, to blow some leads in, in the playoffs. And I, I'm having the thought, during game seven as we're all watching and they've got that game comfortably in hand. You knew Miami was going to make a run, but I I was watching that game seven and the Celtics able to hang on and Jimmy Butler takes the three and misses it. And, and all I could think about was if the Celtics do this against the Warriors, the Warriors are going to win period. Like they will win. And whether, whether, the you know somebody on the Warriors hits the three or they drive and they get an and one or whatever the game goes to overtime whatever and we saw the Celtics lose a lead in the Milwaukee series now they deserve credit they've been able to overcome this they've been they were able to hang on and and win on Monday night but I do think the Celtics have had a way they've had to play offensively and I think this also relates to the Celtics offense which is a key question for them I sort of look at it as hey two top two defensive teams which offense is more apt to still be effective or more effective going up against a top flight defense? And I tend to lean Warriors in that just based on the fact that there are games where you can't keep them down, even if you defend them well. You know, Maybe it's one or two in a series. That's where it flips. But the leads are another thing where, and we've seen this against Dallas. We saw this against Memphis. Even a small dry spell has been enough for the Warriors to go on a run that wins him a game and the Warriors have been the opposite of the Celtics. They've stolen games really in every series. So I, I think when you look at it, the Celtics have sat on some leads. The Warriors are always going to keep coming and are maybe a shot or two away from feeling like they got major action. Uh, just kind of your thoughts on, on all of that. Yeah. The, the Celtics game against Miami uh, was a little bit troubling for two reasons. One, the game seven I'm talking about, one is, I really thought they. It looks like they got, they got a, they could bog down. Um, well, they and, also sat on it, like they. Just, well, well, they didn't though. Is Marcus Smart took two or three threes with ten or eleven on the shot clock with under two minutes left, and it's like you know, you got to use those ten seconds in a game like this. Now I know what he was thinking. One make and it's over. But you miss two of those, and now you give up basically a full possession of time. Well, now you're really asking for trouble. Uh, but even their offense, it just looked like they, there's not a lot of creativity with it. You know, they're just putting the ball in Tatum's hands and and drive you know, a kick. Exactly, exactly. And I just don't know if that can get it done against the Warriors. You're going to have to really make some shots. And I just look at their personnel and it's like, you know, Marcus Smart, 
I'll bet she shoots 35% yeah. from three in the series. One great uh, game and five and games. Yeah. Now, he obviously does a lot of other things. Um, and then the other guy, I think, Jalen Brown's going to have to show me something, too. Um, I, I just have a feeling, you know, he, he's really good and he's really athletic, but he loves getting to that right hand. And I wonder if the Warriors can't just do something to just click him down a little bit and that's all it's going to take you know if Jalen Brown comes out of this oh Jalen Brown only averaged 19 but on 42 percent shooting well you're done you're not going to win that way um so the worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Diversity of the offenses is what I where I give the Warriors an advantage for sure. Yeah, and I'd almost say, and and we talked about this in the lead up to the Dallas series, which team knows better what they want to do late in games. I, I think you could make the case the Warriors are that are that answer in this series, at least going into it, even though they may be the team like they're going to run their stuff but at right. least they at least they're used to running their stuff in those situations where the Celtics I think make themselves more guardable because there's something to yeah. be said for I feel the the ball movement and player movement of the Warriors being more effective against this this Celtics style of defense. Well, I I I actually think the Celtics could defend the Warriors better than the Warriors defend the Celtics because the Warriors are better offensively. It may not look that way. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, they'll just make shots even when they're well defended at a higher rate. Right. I, like, I think, I think, like, the, the, the Celtics are going to have to play better defense than the Warriors because the Warriors' offense is tougher to defend than. And I, I almost think at times, like, the you know, if the Warriors are playing great defense, I think the Celtics are in trouble. But I also think there's situations where the Warriors don't necessarily have to be great defensively. And they'll walk, you know, they'll stumble into possessions where they, Boston can't score or uh, Boston kind of kicks. Here. Exactly. Bad shot here, bad shot there. Now, one thing I was surprised to look at, J.D., I'm looking at the last game they played, the 110-88 game, uh, where the Warriors just handled them. Now, I would have thought the Warriors had a ton of turnovers in that game, but they didn't. They only had eight turnovers in that game against the Celtics. So they got beat by 20, 
and they didn't turn the ball over. I think Boston's going to have to turn the Warriors over. They, they're going to have to really. They're going to have to make their. They're going to have to make the perimeter guys so much more uncomfortable than than they have been in the postseason. I'm talking about the Warriors perimeter guys. Well, and and both teams have shown a, a propensity, not in that game specifically, but both teams can turn it over a little bit, and and mm-hmm. I think that's something to watch, right? Because yeah. the the Warriors when they're not playing well, a lot of the time it is the turnovers. The Grizzlies really were able to accentuate that. I, I don't know that the Celtics have the size in terms of big man size that the Grizzlies do. In fact, right. I don't I don't think they do, but they do have the guard and wing size. And again, I come back to Marcus Smart's going to be on Steph, let's say, and Jalen Brown's an excellent defender, and he's going to be on somebody, Wiggins. You're going to put somebody else on Clay. Derek White's a really good defender. We haven't even talked about Grant Williams, who who defends multiple different possession uh, positions on the floor. So they've got, I think, more in the bag than any other team in terms of in terms of those defenders. They do. They've got they've got players, but I still think the reason that the Boston Celtics might have a chance in this series is what I always seem to come back to when you kind of the only way you can beat the Warriors. And that is, can Marcus Smart win his matchup against Steph Curry? That doesn't mean he outscores him. That means he he turns Curry into a volume guy. Maybe, maybe at the end of the series, it's a seven-game series, and we're like, wow, Curry had 30 turnovers in this series. Something like that. Then you got, you know, Brown on uh, Clay Thompson. You know, can... Can he make Clay look like he's missed half a year and is coming back from two injuries? Does Clay look a hair slow or, you know, hair not there? Tatum on Wiggins. Well, you know what I mean? Like they have the personnel, and now Poole is going to be guarded by somebody. And it, it might not necessarily be one of those three guys. It might be a Grant Williams or somebody like that. But that's the recipe, I think, to beat the Warriors. It's not, okay, we're going to blitz Curry and then not. You, then you're playing three on four. And, and, and you, yeah, and they're, I don't a, think they're going to do that. No, I don't either. I don't either. That's not really their, that's not their style. I mean, right. maybe you do it a little bit just to change it up right. for, for a surprise factor, but right. I don't, they're equipped enough to, to not have to do it, Steiny, which I do think to your point gives them, gives them a better chance than, than maybe a, a lot of teams would. And here's the other thing that, that I'm starting to think about because we've seen it all year. You know, Boston can be I you know, Boston has the propensity to bog down offensively. You know, what happens if the Warriors throw up a zone, you know, for five, ten minutes a game? Like the one thing that I feel like has been a, a theme all year is when the Warriors use their zone or whatever it is they're gonna use, a box in one, a three, two, you know, they get they get benefit out of it, whether it's for one possession or or six possessions, they when they zone up, the other team just doesn't doesn't get it right away. You know what I mean? And then you know the shot clock gets down to six, and somebody says, oh, "I'll just take a three, and it's not a great three, and they miss it. And it just for some reason that zone defense the Warriors use coaxes the opposition into mediocre shots. And I think part of it's because they're not really ready, and two is I'm not sure anybody really knows how to go about attacking it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's I think that's also really well said. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, our Warriors weekly podcast or NBA Finals preview edition. Couple other things jotted down here for the final ten minutes or so. Uh, Boston road tested seven and two on the road, five and four at home. Uh, does that mean anything to you? I mean, the Warriors are nine and zero at home, and Boston comes in seven and two on the road, and and it's a it's a really good seven and two on the road. A game seven win on the road, a game six facing elimination after you basically tricked the game five against the defending champions. I mean, it's a it's a pretty impressive seven and two, and it really sets the table for I think the first two games in Chase Center. Can the Celtics get one? Exactly. Think, you know, part of the history of this head to head series for whatever reason, and it played out in this last regular season series. The road team wins a lot in the right. head-to-head between these two. The Warriors have won in Boston a lot over the years. Some big games, some good games, and the Celtics have won at Oracle and and Chase. Yeah, they've had these two teams have had some good games, um, and maybe they're not so good if you're a Warrior fan because you know Celtics have done well against the Warriors in the in the regular season. I never know what to make of that. My feeling is, I think Boston will come in and get a game on the road. I don't know which one, but I don't know that they're going to be able to get two. And so that means you can't lose at home in Boston. And so you start looking at the series like that, and you do realize, you know, Boston's got its work cut out for them. Um, And I just, I think you're absolutely right. We've seen this too many times with the Warriors. You cannot get down 2-0. You cannot. It's, It's too hard. They're too good, and chances are they're going to be able to steal game three or four, and then it's over. So the you know to me the Boston Celtics got they've got to find a way to get back to Boston one one and start setting the table that hey you know what this is going to be a long series because you know I think I think that's something that could work against the Warriors to tell you the truth. Boston comes in, they get one out of two. And it's starting to see like, oh boy, this you know they, they they've got some physicality, they got some length. Going to be a you long know. series, exactly. Like the Warriors aren't going to be able to just three point shoot their way to a five game win in a, in the in the NBA Finals, and then you start setting it up for the Warriors. Like, man, they're going to have to grind and grind and grind. But Boston's got to Boston's got to set that tone early. No, I, I I think you're right, and I think if it's one one going to Boston, I think in all likelihood it's probably two two coming back to to San Francisco at right. that point, going going to a game five, and then you see where it where it shakes out from there. A big part of the the storyline for the Warriors is who's coming back or who might be coming back. The, the reports optimistic on Gary Payton the second, and also Otto Porter. Junior, we'll see about Igadala. I always like to run through the playables in a series. I think the Celtics, and you correct me if I, I got six and a half. I, I sound like Eric Musselman when I say that. I got six and a half, seven playables. Uh, I get Robert Williams is the guy who I give the half to just because he hadn't been able to play all the time. Well, he's got, he's got to be a full, even though I get yeah. what you're saying. And no, and I think that's where, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked and I said, you know, if the Warriors are playing the Celtics right now, I might pick the Celtics. And I think at that point it was maybe Celtics in seven. And I think I've, I was saying this to Whitey yesterday. We did a show together. 
I think I went from Celtics in seven over the last two weeks to Warriors in seven, and now I'm almost leaning Warriors in six, but we'll see. But part of that is the Celtics late game issues. Part of that is Robert Williams the third, maybe not being fully healthy. I thought if the Celtics had to be fully healthy, but as far as the playables go, here's what I got. I, I've got I've got Robert Williams, Horford, Tatum Brown, Smart, obviously, and then Grant Williams and, and Derek White. Uh, and then for the Warriors, I've got six with Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Green, Looney, and then obviously Jordan Poole, Porter and Peyton, TBD. Porter and Peyton, if they're healthy and available, that gives the Warriors eight. So the Warriors would have, I think, a slight advantage just in, in overall playables. The other part of this too, Steiny, is can Robert Williams III and Al Horford play together? Can they start together against the Warriors? And, you know, the other thing I just looking at their rotation is, you know, could Derek White, he's up and down offensively. Right. And I think the Warriors are really going to look to, yeah, Derek White, Marcus Smart, take all the perimeter jumpers you want. Right. No, I think you're right there. And the other thing is, um, so we got game one Thursday, game two Sunday. Yeah. Game three Wednesday. So it's, yeah, it's two and then days where's off. game four? Game four is Friday. So that's the only time there's one day is between three and four. All the other day, all the other times there's two days. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that tells me that Boston's probably going to be tight with their rotation, almost even tighter. But, you know, Williams and Horford better be able to play together, especially if the Warriors are going to start Looney and Draymond. I mean, that's the other thing. I so mean, you think they'll start that way? They'll stick with what's been rolling with them because Horford, the Warriors. The, I'm sorry, the Celtics. Um, I think they the started. Do. They started Williams and Horford together. Yes, uh, yes. two days ago, right? Yes, and they yeah, have th been when both have been healthy enough. I think you have to, and that's another thing. I mean, uh, the, I think that you know, Ho can Horford and Williams outplay Looney and Green? Maybe. But, like, they're going to have to. You know, they're going to have to. Williams and Horford are going to have to, you know, can they dominate the glass? Maybe. But what we've seen with the Warriors is, you know, they they rebound with, with quickness and length. And they're beating teams to balls. Now, maybe they can't do that against Boston with Tatum, Brown, and Smart. But, um, yeah, I think you can absolutely – you got you're going to have to play those two guys together, I think. What are you going to do, bring Tyson? Well, no, I'm, I'm just now, saying – I'm saying maybe you'd you'd start Grant Williams, sure, and no, then I, you and then you put you know one of those guys, either Robert Williams if he's not healthy enough, or, or you know Horford or Robert Williams right. third would come off the bench, and you'd you'd be playing the same seven. You'd just be playing those. I think those seven. Right. That's it. You'd be playing those seven, and it would just be you'd play them in a different rotation to maybe try and maximize the most you get out of Robert Williams. Yeah, I, I. So you don't think Pritchard is going to play at this, or can help at all? Maybe a little bit. I mean, he, they may need his offense, but at, at the expense of, at the expense of what? He better be right. making shots, otherwise exactly. he's going to be a quick minus eight. I mean, he's going to be the John Conchar of, of this series. <laughs> Boy, was he terrible quietly. <laughs> I mean, he was absolutely Well, then he wasn't terrible. playing anymore, so everybody forgot. I think everybody yeah. forgot how terrible he was because he wasn't playing. It was right. Like, it was like he got five minutes in two games, minus twenty combined, and then never played again. Right, right. I, you know, the other thing is, uh, to me, it's it's 
they're both def- they're you know two very good defensive teams, but to me, Boston's got to be like a note noticeably better defensively than the Warriors. They've got to they've, they've got to look better defensively than the Warriors, and you know you can you can get the Warriors going sideways here and there, but it's tough to get them going sideways consistently over the course of a series. So anytime that they are able to kind of lock down the Warriors for a quarter, quarter and a half. They're going to have to win those games. Final thought here, X-Factors for both teams. I, I think Wiggins is an X-Factor in a big way for the Warriors. I, I kind of went back and forth. Wiggins' pool, I don't want to steal too. So I'll talk about Wiggins. I, I think he's an X-Factor in a major way for the Warriors, just in that how are the Warriors going to get enough scoring To me, he's the one player that might get left with a lesser defender on him and the ball in his hands because there's so much attention being paid to to Steph and to Clay and even to Jordan Poole when Jordan Poole's on the floor. I think there's a window for Wiggins to, to be able to attack and almost maybe have to attack in some of these games. The Warriors have gotten just what they need from Wiggins and Poole on the nights where maybe Steph and Clay aren't hot to be able to win. I think he's an X factor. I also think he's an X factor because he's going to be defending Tatum and Brown a lot as well. And to what, to what level uh, he does. So, so I think Wiggins, like Curry's going to be Curry and Clay's going to be Clay and Draymond's going to be Draymond and all of that. I think Wiggins is, is kind of the X factor for me, for, for them. Give me a word. Give me a give me a Celtic X factor uh, if you want as well. I, I might say Grant Williams as my Celtic X factor, almost for a similar reason. Like when he hits three pointers, they're pretty tough, and then he can kind of defend everybody. Yeah, he's an interesting player. I mean, I, I would I I would think Wiggins too. Um, you know, and it's a kind of thing where man, if Wiggins can, you know, if Wiggins can defend Tatum. Okay, and if you look at Doncic's numbers against the Warriors, they were great. Doncic had big numbers against the Warriors, but conventional wisdom is, you know what? Wiggins did a nice job on him. Yeah. Well, if Wiggins can do a nice job on Tatum and then get you 17 and 10 like he's been getting, again, that might not be outplaying Tatum, but it kind of is because Tatum is the best player on the Boston Celtics. So, um Wiggins, to me, I see what you mean. Wiggins is a guy who could, you know, if he finds himself matched up on the perimeter with Horford or with Williams, you know, I, I got to believe it. sometimes. Yeah, and I got to believe the Warriors are like, you got to be aggressive, just like you were when we found Doncic on you. Uh, all right, Steiny, that's good. I was going to ask you about Steph Curry and the and the the MVP. Does the finals? What does the finals MVP mean to Steph Curry? I'll give you thirty seconds, and then we'll wrap it. Anything, well, hard, nothing, everything. It, yeah. I, yeah, it's important, probably. You know, uh, I don't. I think his legacy cemented, and I think if 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 they lose or he doesn't get the MVP, it's easy ammunition for the one side. If he gets it, it's easy ammunition for the second or the other side. But my my question is, it's again, it's tough for me to imagine the Warriors winning the NBA Finals this year with this team, and Curry not being the MVP. It, it's hard for me to imagine that because I don't, you know. Clay hasn't shown that he can be consistent over six or seven games. I think Poole's a little up and down. As good as Wiggins has been, you can't tell me he's more valuable than Curry at the end of the day. You know, if if the Warriors win it all and Curry 
clearly is not the MVP, well, then I want to see how it happens. You know what I mean? It'd be a pretty incredible story, I think, right. at that point, no doubt. So great stuff, Steiny. We'll end it on that note. We're going to be doing this uh, hopefully after each game uh, the next day following each game in this series. Uh, so for Matt Steinmetz, I'm John Dickinson. We appreciate you watching and listening. Another Warriors Weekly Podcast in the books. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.